Mulingan once said, technology is best when it brings people together. Hello everyone and welcome to Nerdy Optometrist, a podcast channel for all things optometry and this is your host Ukti Vora. Today I have two amazing people who are going to talk about how their technology is not bringing just few people together but entire industry together. And this episode is sponsored and supported by Optify. A huge shout out to Optify for supporting this episode. And to tell you a little bit more about it, Optify is voted as number one by iVote in 2022 as the industry's best optical sales tool, turning patients into loyal eyewear shoppers, something we are all looking out for. Modernizing practices nationwide, Optify empowers opticians with frame style preferences by having patients pre-shop inventory before an eye exam. Opticians are able to use these powerful insights to save time and increase average order value. You can now provide patients with a modern way to do your business with your practice while providing an industry leading sales tool for your optical team. To learn more, do check out their website in the link in my description. But now going back to these amazing two people who are actually using and has invented Optify. So I'm so excited to have, I would say, two nerds, which I officially call out to all the guests who are part of my episode, Dave Barton and Dr. Janelle Davison. A warm welcome to Nerdy Optometrist. Thank you. Well, let me do a quick introduction. Uh, Dave Barton is an experienced eyewear and an e-commerce entrepreneur, optician, and a CEO. While we struggle trying to just manage one business, he is a founder of three. He's a co-founder and a CEO of Optify, a SaaS product providing omni-channel and e-commerce software to optometrists across the nation. And prior to Optify, he spent seven years building an online direct-to-consumer optical brand, davidkind.com. He's formerly an executive of Oliver Peoples and Paul Spitz Spectacles, where he oversaw the commercialization of their optical and sun product line. Thank you so much, Dave, for your time and a warm welcome again. Thank you, Dave. So excited to be here with you and with Dr. Janelle. Um, I've been looking forward to this, so thank you. Likewise. Well, Dr. Janelle definitely needs no introduction. Everybody in the eye care industry knows who she is. But if you don't know, let me just go over a quick introduction. I'm going to try my best to summarize her 15 years of experience in like literally a few minutes. But don't worry, we have an entire episode discussing what amazing thing she does. Dr. Janelle Davison is an expert optometrist with 15 years of eye health and prevention experience experience specializing in dry eyes and optometry aesthetics. She's a tech savvy and a successful business owner. Dr. Davison is an ex-CEO and founder of Brilliant Eye Vision Center, which offers a unique premier eye spy experience, something I'm sure we would all want to look out for. Dr. Davison is an award-winning and nationally recognized eye care provider, optometry divas,
organized Dr. De- recognized Dr. Davison as 2021 Thought Leader of the Year. She was named a finalist of the Women in Technology Women of the Year Science Award in 2020. In 2019, the National Coalition of 100 Black Women honored Dr. Davison as Women of Impact in Healthcare. In 2018, Dr. Davison was named one of Xavier University of Louisiana's 40 under 40. Well, the list doesn't end here. She leads her expertise and is part of organizations such as IDOC Alliance, Novartis, RVL Pharmaceuticals, and many others. Uh, She has great passion for education, has spent over 6,500 hours Yes, something that is like, I don't know where she gets this time from, mentoring junior and senior high school students interested in pursuing healthcare careers. This definitely sums up, you both are nerds and welcome to the show again. (laughs) Proud nerds. That's right. (laughs) Yes, proud nerds. So going directly into our episode for today, I really want to know where all this started. Like, how did you enter into the eye care industry? This is my favorite question because I want to know, was it an accident or was it something that was planned? Dr. Davison, I would like to start with you. How did your journey in eye care start? So my journey in eye care started, it was planned. Um, About sophomore year in college, I decided that I wanted to pursue optometry after having my annual eye exam. And so I was a four and a three doctor, myope, had LASIK about 13 years ago. So I did get my eyes checked regularly and I was looking for options in healthcare. I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to go on to medical school. So my optometrist suggested optometry and the rest is history from there. I found a mentor back in New Orleans where I went to school, mentored, shadow under her. And next thing you know, I was in optometry school. Immediately, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to own my own practice. And so within about three years of graduation, I started my practice, Brilliant Eyes, um, cold. Um, My building was an old Washington Mutual. Bought it, outfitted it, grew that practice, and then decided I kind of wanted to change the landscape a little bit. Um, In 2020, um, ironically, I turned to more of a boutique experience. And so I was doing a lot of family practice care. And so now really, really hone in on dry eye aesthetics, selling boutique eyewear, just a very different experience as I go through my 40s. Um, And then I've also ventured to the tech space. So I've invented softwares and things that I use in my practice that helps to increase revenue and to give a different type of patient experience when they're purchasing their glasses. Wonderful. I I'm really I really have to thank your optometrist who encouraged you to be one. That's why we have <laughs> you in the industry. <laughs> Can you tell us about uh, your accident? Was it an accident? How did you enter the eye care industry? It, it very much was. I um I went to uh, to school at San Diego State in San Diego, and I got a job for this company called No Fear. I don't know if you remember them um, from like the '90s, <laughs> and they um they. They, uh, I wanted to be in the action sports world, surfing and things like that, San Diego. Um, they spun out an eyewear brand uh, called Spy Optic because they uh, were kind of tired of seeing Oakleys on all their athletes. And they're like, we want to <laughs> own that real estate. So they spun that out. Um, I ended up going and working for that company and we launched an ophthalmic line. And that's when I started falling in love with the eyewear industry. I would go to all the shows globally and manufacturing and, you know, frame design and, and manufacturing. And, um, I, uh, I I just fell in love with the fact that it's the only fashion item that's also a medical device. So, and to, to, I just fell in love with it. Um, 
And uh, I ended up getting a job at Oliver Peoples. My goal was to work for the uh, premier, you know, eyewear collection to come out of the U.S. probably maybe ever, um, especially at the time. And um, learned a lot about the um, the opticianry side of the business. So Larry Light, the founder, is a master optician, and um, I spent a lot of my time trying to get, take his knowledge and put it into frames and help commercialize these designs that we could sell. If we messed up anything, a temple was five millimeters short, oh, we would hear about it at the trade shows, you know, that kind of stuff. And build all these relationships with, um, you know, eye doctors and opticians. It's the number one distribution channel for uh, pretty much every brand in the world, basically. Even if they have their own stores, that's the number one channel. And um, I, I, I left, um, they were purchased by Luxottica. I went through that whole thing, um, left and consulted a bit, launched a, a um, wholesale brand that was sold to, you know, through optometry practices in luxury boutiques around the world, um, and then launched a direct-to-consumer line and sold eyewear online, like, like a luxury product, average order value of north of $450, um, so high-end stuff. Had to develop technology to be able to accurately take PD and SEG um, because it was like a remote sale. And um, that turned into eye doctors saying, we're tired of playing, it, I summarize it like this, say we're tired of playing um, defense. We want to play some offense here, you know, you have a great brand, but I really want to like be able to show my glasses online, any brand, you know, nobody can see in my store when they're not sitting in here. Can you help me out with that? And then we decided there was, even a bigger opportunity to help get independence online. And we launched Optify and that's what, um, that's where we are today. So it was really just kind of, I never thought I'd be a tech entrepreneur, but it feels really comfortable because it's in the eyewear space that I'm very comfortable with. So I don't code, but we work with some great developers. Our CTO is phenomenal and we have great developers on our team. Um, but I speak the language of the industry and that's kind of my, my piece. So that's my background. So yeah, it was a total accident that I ended up in the eyewear that industry. That is wonderful. Actually, you yeah. answered my next question as well, because you rightly said that, right, you know, you came or you were introduced to the eye care or the eyewear industry, but you did not even know that you would be building up a tech company, right? It wasn't anywhere in your roadmap, nor, nor are you a coder, you know, it could come organically to an engineer, like, okay, I want to start a software company, but you don't come from that background, but you did say that how you played on your strength, which I feel is fantastic. Dr. Janelle, even you are, you mentioned that you have your softwares, you're building, you're playing. In today's world, I do know, as much as I hate to say, some of us are still scared of technology. And you both are building technology with like no background. Dr. Janelle, can you tell me about how did you found out that you all love for technology and you will be a tech founder yourself? So I've always kind of think been low-key a techie. I always like to keep abreast of what technology is available. But the technology software paradigm optical solutions that I developed for my office was out of necessity. Like Dave said, he speaks the language of the industry. And so as a practicing practitioner, you know, there are plenty of gaps in optometry. We're kind of behind the eight ball with technology. I'm always using my sister as a reference. She's a dentist and I see all the different technology that they have available just from the ground up. It's so easy for them to get going and catapult from there. A lot of things we're still doing by hand. And so one of the biggest challenges I saw as a practitioner is undercharging and overcharging patients for glasses and um, lens options. So you don't want to overcharge and you don't want to undercharge either. Um, and so I, my software helps to eliminate that issue, as well as I want to build a system that allowed me to make buying glasses easy. 
Um, a lot of practitioners are still saying, starting from CR39, and do you want to add anti-glare? Do you want to add high index? And so they're like building a sandwich. And eventually the patient is so intimidated, they're just like, let me just get what's covered. So I wanted to easily move to a good, better, best model, kind of like how we shop in every other industry. We go in and we pick what package we want and just make it an easy, concise way for patients to be able to purchase glasses. And my software allows us to do that take it into account insurance as well. So you could be a cash paying patient at VSP, IMED, Spectera, Superior. We're going to be able to give you a good, better, best model, which makes it really easy for the patient to see what's going on. And then I can control what's in my packages. So it helps to increase my revenue, which is important when you own a business. You know, we got to make money. I have a nonprofit, but this is a for-profit. So <laughs> I want to make sure that we'll give the patients the solutions that they need. But at the same time, you know, this is how I provide for my family. I provide for my staff. And so by default, I become a techie. Like Dave, I don't code, but luckily I'm married to someone who knows how to do that or at least have access to it. My husband's an engineer. And so with the IT background, he worked in corporate America for like 20 years doing all these things for these big, big industries. And he's just like, well, why do that for us? You know, create a legacy and have a better experience for your patients as well. And so this is how Paradigm um, was started back in 2019, launched in the market last year, really leg 2021, 2022. And so we're doing well. We're excited about um, the Optometry Innovation Award that we won at the last, the end of 2022. So first ever award and we won the grand prize for our innovation. Well, I'm definitely going to touch on that topic as well. But I think this is a great, great uh, information that you share because sometimes uh, most of the innovations do come out of necessities. And I really loved how both of you found gaps and just instead of saying, okay, yeah, let's live with it, you started working on solutions. Though you had expertise in one area only, you found right people and built a team and won awards as well. So let's not discount that while everybody is still, you know, <laughs> struggling in adapting technologies. But I think, you know, when you talk about te adding technology in your practice or starting a complete new company, when you talk about technology, it, it sounds very interesting as an idea, but from an idea to actually implementing it and to building something out of it is not always a smooth journey. I want to know a little bit more about how did the technology from an idea to an actual product how did that journey happen and Dave, i would like to learn from you how was how was your journey from an idea to a solution a good question that's it was um again it was it was kind of by a, we didn't push we kind of got pulled that direction um because the doctors were like we want to participate you know in this this uh, you know digital world more than we are right now um so we I may experience through the direct-to-consumer brand um, displaying and selling glasses online to take like existing technologies out there like um, Shopify and Wix and WooCommerce, those things. They, um, they're they're a, a very heavy lift to be able to customize for optical. You know, it's whether it's adding lenses, it's the HIPAA compliance side of it, patient data, all of these things. It's, it can be very, just taking the pictures, there's... Every single independent optometrist, you know, has 400 to 1,000 frames there, like little mini distribution centers of eyewear. And I don't think people mostly know. I mean, even some of the big online companies, the biggest ones don't even have 1,000 options, you know. So these 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 local, you know, um, practices have a ton of uh, products to show. So it can be overwhelming to be able to display those online. 
So those pain points um, was what started getting us pulled that direction. So that's where the ECPs were asking us, like, how, how can you, how can we get online? What did you learn? And this is where we basically took what we had built for the direct to consumer. We learned how to sell. It's a B to B to C business. We knew the B to C and we had to turn it, we had to add a B to B side of it. So that was basically what we did. We took the experience um, that the, for the consumer browsing, there's a lot, a lot of best practices and things like that. And then layered on top of it, all of the things that the independent practice, maybe they have multi-location or um, specifically want to show pricing or not show pricing because they want to wait until they, you know, get the patient in the practice. All these customizations we built directly for the um, this market, which was underserved. There's a lot of stuff yeah. for enterprise, but for the independence, it's really, there, there's not a lot out there. Yeah, and I think sometimes we underestimate the independent the volume of the independent practices because we run behind enterprises and big numbers. But independent practices honestly can give you that number if given opportunity and right tools. So I thank you so much, Dave, for you know looking it out for those independent practices. Really appreciate it. But as you said, right, like one more thing I want to ask you, and then I'll go to Dr. Davison as well. What were your roadblocks in these journeys? Because it's great to get the feedback, build a product, but I really want to kind of pick your brain. It's like, I'm sure it's not such a smooth journey. There might be five people who, who like it, and there might be 10 others who don't like it. Probably that could be a roadblock. I don't know. Can you tell us a little more about it? Yeah. So we originally started this around walkouts. Um, that was the idea is like, let's just start helping practices. Cause you knew like, you know, capture rates were 50, 60%. So that's a pretty big number of people that could buy glasses that aren't, you know, during that visit. So let's just start trying to help capture these walkouts. And then that was like, uh, we started our first beta around like, uh, November, December of 2019 and going into 2020. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, there were no walkouts because there was no walk-ins. So <laughs> it was like, it, we totally have to change our, our approach, you know, to, to sell the product. Although it became, every optometrist sitting at home, like all of us were, so it was very easy to get 400 optometrists on a, you know, webinar. Um, but it was like, how can we help solve the problems that they have at that moment? You know, um, and then we navigated through that. So e-commerce became a thing. And then as, again, the pandemic unwinds, you realize that um, people really, the majority of people today prefer to buy their glasses in person. So mm. then we switch again to, okay, let's in, let's have it. However, they, they are increasingly preferring to interact digitally, you know, with products. So we have to kind of follow that trend again, back into the office, but with this digital element. So it was like, I feel like we reinvented our company three times. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think I really loved how you said it's so dynamic that depending on what your needs are, you were able to kind of flex your model and offer. And one thing which I sometimes feel uh, one mistakes which many companies do is they don't listen to the customer's need, which you have rightly done. They're changing it three times. Like otherwise, like this is my model. I'm going to stick to it. Let's wait for the pandemic to go or even the pandemic is over, I would like everybody to adopt this new thing. You were like, no, let's listen to what a consumer's requirement is. And I think that's commendable as well. Uh, Dr. Davison, tell us about your journey from an initial idea to an actual solution and what were your roadblocks? 
And so my initial journey started in the office, you know, something that was formulated to help me um, as I was having staff shortages. Um, I was the main, I was a doctor, I was a manager. And so I went to my husband and said, I know I want to do packages. I know there's a way to make it easier. Can you help me? So it started off as an Excel sheet. And then from there, it was making my day easier. And it wasn't until an optician who was hired from another location came to me and said, Dr. Davidson, this is gold. You need to figure out how to commercialize this because it's been very helpful for me being in your practice to have some way to easily make calculations and offer an easier solution for patients. And so that journey started, you know, talking to my husband saying, I don't have a tech background. I don't code and I see patients every day. You know, how can I make this a reality? And he actually left his corporate America job, you know, to come in and to try to make that um, a reality. So, of course, just the juggling of the family dynamic. um, And it kind of worked out perfectly because it was around the pandemic where a lot of people were starting to go work at home and it was an easy transition for him. And then, like Dave said, you know, you have something that works great for you. But as you start to commercialize it, you start to get feedback from other offices that may have suggestions, you know. And sometimes when you get that feedback in the beginning, it's your baby. You're like, well, I like this. I like that. And so you have to kind of get out of your own way to say, you know, what? Well, I want this to be a universal product. Um, if this is something that's going to be used across the country, no matter what patient base or patient type, I have to listen. So our product has been reinvented and evolved as well, where before it was just mainly a calculation tool. Now we verify insurances as well. We bring in the co-pays um, as well as calculating the charges. And we're always constantly thinking how we can make this platform a robust platform that outside of your EHR, you have this other platform that you can easily go in and handle what you need to in regards to patient sales options. And so that's why we're always looking for partnerships with other individuals out there that have technology to see how we can have these synergistic relationships. Because as a practicing practitioner, I think that's the secret sauce. I'm actually seeing patients every single day as a private practice independent owner. So I know what most of our needs are. And so when suggestions are made, I can say, you know what, that's a great idea. That's a good way to move. And this is another company. We have people that we work with that say, hey, have you looked at this company? You should talk to them. They may have a good synergistic relationship because they're constantly thinking too how they can make their overall patient experience better, increase revenue and increase efficiency. And so like Dave said, you have to be willing to be uh, fluid um, and just kind of get out of your own way, especially if it's your idea, your baby. Sometimes somebody may tell you your baby is ugly, right? And so <laughs> you just got to put a cute bow on it and figure out how to make that baby cute for the day. You know, right. everybody think their own child is pretty. And so, uh, so somebody may tell you, you know, this is a good idea, but this is what we can do to make it more universal. Yeah, I think I loved it. And I think one more thing I would want to kind of continue on the same discussion. And I have to applaud both of you for that. Though you all are, you know, you all started and built your own babies, Optify and Paradigm, you all actually are not, uh, you all are constantly looking for synergies and to grow together. And I think that's one very beautiful thing about eye care industry, where uh, people who are, you know, building new technologies, we do share some uh, common ideas or how what are perceptions like you come uh, from a different background where you're seeing patients every day Dave has an industry knowledge and you'll both have your independent products but I feel that it is amazing how you all brought both brought these two products together and now building on double knowledge not just like let's let's independently do things but like let's grow together I want to understand from both of you how does Optify and Paradigm together bridge the gap if you can share that for the ECPs who are listening to this episode um, 
Dr. Davison, do you want to go first? Like how a doctor or independent practitioner can use this? So I do use Optify in my practice. And like they said, I'm tech savvy. I like to have things that are going to increase experience. And so one thing that we're looking at, and hopefully that that synergistic relationship will help, is with um, quotes. So right now, the patients do like to browse before they come in, but they do like to purchase in the office. So having a hybrid experience, Dave hit it right on the nail right on the head. They want to look before they come, and then they want to be able to touch and feel it when they come in the office. But even still, sometimes they have to go talk to somebody about their quote. So Paradigm allows them to get a quote. And so we're hoping that there'll be a synergist relationship where we can actually have where quotes are sent out that are saved. So patients may come in on Friday and say, I need to talk to my spouse or partner. And Tuesday, they forget because we get busy and we can automatically potentially send out quotes that has their glasses that they picked out and a quote from their paradigm, good, better, best. And they can just make their decision right there and be able to hopefully complete that purchase. And then also we're looking at where one such a relationship that's possible is that when patients book their appointments, we can even make it where it helps with efficiency, where because you can pre-quote in Paradigm, you can pre-quote and save, and a lot of opti- um, optical offices use it in that way. If they're short staff, their quotes are already there. So if you can be able to be able to put the frame option in there with the quote that's already there, it will expedite the, expedite the time that the patient is in the office. Um, and especially if you short staff, it helps when you don't have that overlap. And then the patient can spend just a little extra time, maybe touching a few other frames that they picked out online. So we're still trying to figure out how to make that relationship um, a reality. And the goal for both of us is just to increase the patient experience as well as to make things easier, easier for the independent practitioner. Um, and so that we can somewhat compete with some of these other big corporations. I don't like to use the word compete um, because now they're not necessarily my competitor, just maybe, maybe bring a different experience or buying experience for patients um, that are more local and grassroots. Yeah, I think I love how you say that you're not competing with them. You're just trying to focus on your patient experience. And that's what I also loved how Optify mentioned that, you know, how you can provide this good quality of experience to your patients and, you know, help them prep before they even come for an eye exam. So Dave, Dr. Davison is amazing with her technology. She's tech savvy, but maybe some other practitioners might still feel a little overwhelmed with technology. So can you tell us how like Optify might help them take the burden off because the minute you say let's add a new technology the first thing like i don't want to learn one more one more piece of app yeah. <laughs> so what is your yeah. experience on, on that end i think it's changing a little bit though i think okay. i think especially in the pandemic you know i think people are just like a little more tech forward and what i find too in a lot of cases is that the in the optometrist and optician's personal life they've adopted technology more than they have in the practice so it's not that they're uncomfortable or don't, don't know how to use it it's just for some reason it didn't make it in the front door yet. And I think that's changing though. Um, because if you say, well, how would you like to browse glasses? Would you like, they're like, oh yeah, this makes sense. That's how I do it. You know, when I buy other things. So yeah, very like kind of common sense um, and obvious, but there is this little bit of a leap um, from having not had anything exactly like this to having it. So I think that's probably the biggest thing, but I mean, to go to talk a little bit about like what Dr. Janelle was talking about too, is she's like kind of owning that like experience through the, through the practice. And, you know, I think we, we are super synergistic, like she said, because we can help bring that patient in and more of a buying mindset. It's not just, um, you know, they're coming in to be able to see better, but it's also a fashion purchase. I mean, yeah, there's not many other industries where, you know, you have, you know, this, this limited amount of time to from the very, your very first time seeing a pair of glasses is when you go in. 
So it's better to be able to see it before you go in, start falling in love with those glasses prior to the exam. We see that 19% increase in like um, invoice values to those patients that do that. So they're the best patients doing it. They're basically self-identifying going, I'm, I'm probably the one that's going to spend the most money in the practice and, and, you know, I'm ready to buy. They come into that buying mindset. The paradigm software brings them through in that process, you know, with choice and s- transparency and simplification. That's massive. There is so much opportunity there, um, especially around the price side of it too. You know, that's huge. Make it easy for them and they know what they're going to, you know, spend. And then on the other side of it, having the, uh, you know, the ability to automate um, things. So yeah. automation is a key front and back. So connect to the EHR, which we do, we cover about 80% of the EHR installs across, you know, like of the larger ones. And then we um, automate things. So you don't, you, you, the patient is receiving text and email, encouraging them to do this before they come in. And then depending on what the outcome is in the practice, then we can automate that. And my dream is basically summarized by what Dr. Janelle said is to like, integrate with that that experience that she has in the office and just make it super easy for everybody not just the patient but the staff yeah so, i i think i think this is wonderful because as you mentioned about pricing and i think i would like to dig in a little more into this but just my husband right from a completely like non-healthcare professional he's like i just don't understand how much i'm going to pay once i go in the office like he feels this is such a blur thing and that's sometimes a reason why he would want to buy things online because he can see the numbers right there he's like okay this is what i'm paying for the frames this is what i'm paying from the lens i i don't understand too much of the quality but i know the numbers so sometimes it is just easier that way for a consumer to shop things and I think with both your products, uh, you all are solving that issue. And I, I have seen this firsthand. And I'm like, no, don't worry. You know, we'll give you the best quality. Like, I need to the, know the numbers before I enter because I don't know if they're trying to just constantly upsell me. Even though you're thinking best for the patient, it might go the other way. As Dr. Janelle mentioned earlier, you keep on building up and up and up. And the patient, like, what are you trying to do? Just give me what's best. So I love, I love both these models. So when you talk about these, data points right like uh, dr janelle if you can share like as an independent practitioner what are the important data points someone needs to focus on when investing in technology uh, like your paradigm or optify can you can you help them get more clarity there so data points um i'll say kpis that i look at in my office you know anytime that you bring anything in you want to have an roi return on investment. And sometimes it's easy to see that if you buy like a piece of equipment, you can easily identify how many patients you need to see. But sometimes technology may not translate into uh, a, a sound ROI, but you're increasing efficiencies and changing the experience for your patients. And another big one for me is to differentiate between capture rate and revenue per patient. Um, I think a lot of times in the industry, we get so focused on capture, 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 but did you make any revenue off that patient? Hmm. A lot of times with insurance, a lot of things are covered. So you technically capture that patient, but in reality, when you go to bill, you might get reimbursed 10 bucks. Plain CR39 lenses or no anti-glare with some insurance companies, you're reimbursed 10 bucks. And so how is your revenue? You know, how is that going to be long-term? And so what I wanted to do with Paradigm is to help to increase my revenue per patient um, and to allow transparency. And so with that good, better, best, Prices are there. Patients can see what it is when they had no insurance, what their savings, what their saving is, and what it is that their out-of-pocket expenses. You're correct. Just like your husband, um, most shoppers now, most of your millennials, Gen Z, and those generations after that, that whole figure out when you get here, we'll throw this in front of you pricing is not going to fly 
at all. I mean, everything is at their disposal. My my, I have Gen Zers. They they can do everything on their phone. By the time they come in, they know what prices are. And so transparency is the key because that's going to drive trust. And so when I give you options, good, better, best, um, there was a Harvard Business Review in 2018 that showed that offering a good, better, best system is a better way to be able to increase your revenue. Um, Progressive Insurance did it. Once they started offering a package or a tiered solution, less than only about 15% go for the bottom. 85% will pick the two highest. And so if you have your packages structured correctly, you're going to see an uptake in your revenue per patient. And then the patient is going to feel like they have choice because which yeah. is important. They see the price. So therefore they can make a decision. They trust you. There's some patients say, oh, give me the best. And so if you have a high tier, you just give them the high tier, you know what's going to be in there. And then other patients then look and say, well, I may not want the lowest. I don't need the highest. Let me go right in the middle. And so the middle is usually going to be a bread and butter. So like Dave said, simplification and transparency, I think that is going to be what's going to allow a lot of our private offices to survive because we're out there, we're winning. We have so many options available for patients. When you come in our private offices, our independent offices, your experience is going to be next to none. But we just have to be comfortable with saying, okay, this is the price. Like you said, online, not all glasses online are $10. Yeah. You sold $450 glasses online and people bought them. Not yeah. because they, you know, they don't care about the price. If they see it, then they can make a decision. And so yeah. I think our technologies are allowing a safe space for optometrists to be able to do that because for so many years, that wasn't the way that we sold or we practiced. And so we have a retail, no matter what you want, it drives 50 to 60% of your business. And so therefore you have to create that experience for the patient, allow that trust for the patient and technology is going to help you guide you and aid you to be able to do that. I just love your energy, Dr. Davison, in this. You're like, you know what? Don't be so focused on the capture numbers and like believe in transparency. Don't be scared of technology or keeping the numbers out and about. Sometimes people are like, no, I don't want, I want to hide it. I don't want the transparency. The competition is going to take away my business. But I love how you say, like, if you show them, they will trust you. They're coming to you because they trust you in the first place. So I love that belief and conviction that you shared. Dave, any other points or data points that you want to kind of, uh, you know, share to our independent ODs to focus on? Yeah, I said, no, what I hear is, um, well, I had an advisor that said, you know, because eye doctors, they have a lot of hats to wear. There's a medical and then there's the merchant side of it. So I'm with the software we're doing, we're really focused on the merchant side of it. Um, like Dr. Janelle said, it's 50, 60% of the revenue for most practice. So it's meaningful, really important. Um, and, uh, they were like, Dave, when, you know, you're going to hear a lot from, and, and they consult in the, in the, in the, uh, medical profession and in, um, optometrics as well. And he was saying that, you know, when, when it comes to, when you hear, when you hear someone say saving time and be more efficient, listen really carefully, if you can help there, that's going to be a win. If you can increase revenue. That's a win. And if you were to decrease expenses, those are the three areas and you got to get at least one or two of those. Otherwise no one's going to buy what you have. <laughs> so, so we're really focused on uh, efficiency so we can get patients to move through the optical uh, quicker. Um, it's not, you're trying to usher them through, you're still giving them a great experience, but the time consuming things that can be um, done online, you know, through virtual try on like, I've never seen myself in a round clear pair of glasses. Do they really need to walk around the office and pick every single round clear pair of glasses? They can virtually put those on and be like, oh, I think I like how I look. And then they come in with a higher intent, right? Or I look like Harry Potter, ha ha. And then they're not like touching every frame in the office. So that can really help make things more efficient as they push, push move the patient through. And then um, uh, increasing revenue. So that's like the 
that you don't need to, like Dr. Janelle said, it's not about selling, not about having a hundred percent capture rate. It's about improving your revenue per patient. That's really key. And pretty much every industry, it's a small, smaller group of consumers spend the most money through, you know, like a, a business that they really want to support or love. And uh, that's who you can focus on. So just optimizing that. And that's what we help do. So those patients that interact with the Optify software um, before or after the exam are the ones that are, are the most like economically valuable in terms of the optical uh, for the practice. So those are things we look at. What I like about Optify is when you look and, you know, like say you have yours and Fendi's and you see someone has that in their basket, then you already know, okay, I know this caliber of patient. I'm not going to go show them the value frames. They've already told you they're looking at the high end frames in your office. So that should just be an easy, you know, show them all those things that they're interested in. Um, and his software allows you to be able to do that. It's just, it's fabulous. I think, I think this is fantastic how you said, you know, sometimes we might judge the patient incorrectly because you it's not always easy to know, right? You might be hesitant. It's not easy conversation to talk directly about money or what brand you're looking for. And you always want to hit the sweet spot. You don't want to oversell or undersell. And with what Optify is doing, I think it is fantastic because it helps you understand the expectations well in advance because that's what we are trying to do right like medically as well as from a business perspective because we are here to make money as you rightly said right like you want to sell but the right thing to the to the patient you don't want to kind of give something which they are not happy with that's right that's why it's key to have it um, tied in with this it's this omni-channel experience it, it, the that local like completion of the sale, that relationship that remains intact, which is so valuable to the patient, you know, and if they ever have trouble, they have a place to go. Um, they look for, it just, it's, it's a community-based thing too, versus like a national brand that doesn't have a footprint in the community. It just makes it a less, I don't know. So it's a more, uh, I think the conversion goes up. I think that the satisfaction levels are higher, you know, by keeping it closer to the, to where they live. But this not talking about only patients, I have to acknowledge and congratulate both Optify and Paradigm for winning awards in the industry in 2022. I think that talks a lot about the, the product that you're offering, because while you know there are many technologies out there, people are struggling to adopt it, you all are being awarded and you know by and acknowledged by the industry. How does that uh how did it feel? I would like to know a little more on that as well. Dave, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, it was great. I mean, it was awesome um, to, to know that, uh, I mean, when you, when you go to like a Vision Expo show, there's a lot of booths. Um, the software booths are definitely not the biggest ones. It's the big brands and things and big equipment manufacturers. So to get, um, you know, recognized for having a positive impact, you know, on, in the industry and to the, the staff that votes for it um, and the owners of the practices is awesome. It's was really satisfying and it makes uh it also kind of makes um you want to step up your game too <laughs> so yeah definitely definitely dr davison i know you briefly mentioned about the award but tell us a little more about your experience and feeling there so this is my first tech software dave i gotta catch up to you but um it definitely, it, it was like a sense of validation. You know how you have this idea, you know, you're always kind of imposter syndrome. I don't know if you, Dave, you experienced that. You're just like, it works, but does it work? Do they like it? Do they really like it? 
And so when you, you know, we had to do a pitch and we had to submit a pitch deck, we have to do a pitch video. And to know that there was 30 other um, ideas across the country, including Canada, and we were picked number one, it was kind of like a sigh of relief. Like, yes, I believe in this, but other people too, too. And they, they don't have a reason to bias, to be biased. They looked at it, they understood the concept, and they can they could see how this will be um, something that's beneficial to, to the industry. And so it really did feel good. And it was kind of like that extra nudge just to keep going, because when you're starting new businesses, especially tech businesses, it could be expensive. You, you're constantly second guessing yourself. And so when you do get those validation awards, it just gives you that little extra fire just to keep going. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There, there are people that believe in you and believe in your idea. And so it, it felt really, really good. And for all those who still haven't checked Optify or Paradigm, I will be dropping the links in my description. So definitely do check it out. I am all pumped up to be hearing all their stories and I'm so excited to see how it can help independent practitioners and improve the patient experience. That's all we're targeting for. And I think we've learned a lot about Optify Paradigm, but I want to know a little bit about Dr. Davison, Hugh, and Dave. So we're going to go into my game segment where I <laughs> it's not going to do anything with optometry. It's just going to know you a little more. It's a simple game, this or that. I'll be asking you, I'll be giving you two options. Pick your preference. And I would always go with uh, Dr. Davison first and Dave, you'll go next. Uh, are we ready for it? Okay, here we go. All right. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Dog. How about you, Dave? Dog. Dog. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, what do you prefer? A phone call or a text? Text. Same text. <laughs> text. <laughs> All right. Uh, glasses or contact lenses? Mm. <laughs> glasses. I was a glasses girl before lacing. All right. Glasses. Glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Online shopping or shopping in store? Shopping in store. I prefer in store. All right. I'm omnichannel. I <laughs> switch back and forth. <laughs> so Sometimes I don't remember it. where it starts and finishes. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, Dr. Davison, cake or an ice cream? I'm going to go with cake. All right. How about you, Dave? I love some good gelato. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, laundry or dishes? Dishes. Man. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm going to have to say laundry on that one. <laughs> Our kids right. make a mess with the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oceans or mountains? Ooh, that's a tough one. So sorry, I just go to the beach. I'll say ocean. Wonderful. How about I'm, you? I'm sitting here in San Diego and I'm about to say ocean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's most important quality in your partner? Intelligence or uh, funny? It's a tough one. My <laughs> husband thinks he's funny, but he's smart. I like nerds. I like nerds. He's an engineer that went to Georgia Tech, so I like nerds. <laughs> what about you, Dave? I, I think funny. Yeah, I think. Do you, you like a good sense of humor? <laughs> I do. Just keep things light. It's good. All I, right. I stress my wife out too much. <laughs> All right. Last one. Horror movie or comedy? Comedy. Comedy. 
comedy all right so this is wonderful you are both that amazing in this game round and i definitely know a lot more about both of you so i know who to get a cake or a gelato and which movie to go to and we we can definitely spend more time on the beach so thank you once again for sharing such an amazing insight about yourself thank you so much this is really fun and before i let both of you go you have to give us a final take away message uh dave do you want to share a final take away message for all my listeners Yeah, please um visit our site optifyonline.com. Um would love to chat with you if you see us at an event, please come and say hi. Um we're here for the uh the long run, so we want to get to know you, um you know, and hopefully maybe someday do business with you. That'd be great. Yeah. Definitely. Dr. Davison, any take up a message for our listeners? I was going to say be a proud nerd. If there's an invention that you're working on, go for it. Before this show, I was always I was always have a nerd. So I'm excited to be on here. So be a proud nerd. And of course, if you want to check out Paradigm, you can visit our website at paradigm.com or visit us on social media and we can give you a demo. Wonderful. I'll be dropping both the links in the description. I'm so happy and proud to be uh doing this episode with fellow nerds and a huge shout out to Optify and not just that they're supporting this episode but they're offering a limited time launch fee discount of $1000 if you just mention or give reference of this episode. So instead of 1500 you can get a starting of just for $500. So do share this episode and give this reference and you know make sure all of your friends and independent practitioners do reach out and install optify in their practice and also visit paradigm thank you once again uh, both of you for your time it's been such an amazing and interesting episode uh, thank you once again thank you thank you, thank you.